Welcome to the Melton Forge Works podcast. I'm going to take you along on my day-to-day adventures in bladesmithing and blacksmithing. I'll be talking about the people involved in the craft and the tools and the methods that go along with it. So thanks for listening. All right, so it's Monday and uh, I have spent a good deal of time today between my normal job uh, coming out to the shop and checking on 3d prints uh, this is a little bit outside the realm of blacksmithing well it's a lot outside the realm of blacksmithing but if i don't know if you can hear that but that's the 3d printer going and um the uh, mask supports that i've been printing generated a lot of uh interest uh today and uh Honestly, I was a little overwhelmed um, with re- requests for them and um, and just overwhelmed w- with the amount of people out there that want to do something to help. And I was really encouraged by that. And so I decided to do something to both try and help and to give other people an opportunity to help. So uh, I only have the one 3D printer here Um And it's obviously, when it's printing a batch, it takes about two and a half hours to print five of these things. So the only way for me to speed this up is to add another printer. So I decided just to throw it out there and see if people wanted to entertain the idea of helping me get another printer. Not not so I could get another 3D printer, but so that I could increase the capacity of, you know, producing these mask supports. Um... Because just between last night and this morning, I think I have about 250 to 300 that I've been asked to make. And at five mask supports every two and a half hours, that's a lot of time. So anyway, I, I put the idea out there that if that if people did want to financially help uh, in the endeavor to print these things, that I would buy a second printer and cap donations at the exact cost of the printer and like one or two rolls of filament. And I mean, within an hour and a half, I I had to tell people, no, I had to, I had to tell people that I had enough money uh, and thank you. And that I I couldn't take any, I couldn't take any more money for fear of taking more than I could use for this particular project. So anyway, to make a long story short, I got another printer on the way and I'm going to set it up printing these masks. Um, or these mask supports, um, because according to the Mississippi um, statistics and the information we're getting from our local Mississippi government, government, we're we're looking at a peak in the next two weeks, and so uh, these these mask supports will be needed for at least the next two weeks and possibly longer than that, and so I'm going to set up two printers and just have these things running around the clock printing these things out um and again this is nothing big this is certainly not anything like uh anybody on the front lines is doing but it's one small way that that i can help and other people out there can can help contribute to the effort to to make it somewhat more comfortable for those people that are treating um coronavirus patients um so anyway that 
that's been what I've done in the shop since I last talked to you is it's been all about 3D printing. So um, I know this isn't about blacksmithing. And if, if you came here looking for blacksmith content today, um, at least in this first segment, um, you're not getting it. So sorry about that. But um, anyway, just wanted to kind of keep you um, updated on what was going on uh, with me and um, in these little mask supports that I'm making. I think it's kind of a cool project and I'm happy to have found at least some small way to help uh, in this effort. I think that's one thing that makes this country great is that uh, in hard times, everybody does look for even a small way to give back. And if we all do that, we'll pull out of this just fine. So look for your part, uh, jump in where you can, you know, and, uh, Ask somebody that's on the front lines uh, doing this stuff. You know, ask them what they need. If it's if it's rest, you know, ask. Think about how you can help them get more rest. Um, maybe take a meal to them or something. You know, just just something small means a, a big a great deal to some of these people that are working around the clock in uh, pretty stressful circumstances. So, anyway. I'll talk to you next segment. Bye. Well, let's see. It's Wednesday morning. Uh, I'm off work today. So um, I'm going to get some stuff done in the shop. I've got a web order that came in for a couple of crosses and some micarta. So I'm going to get that sent out. Um, and let's see, I'm going to spend some time with my son. He's asking if we could go play golf. So I'm going to go, I'm going to, I am a terrible golf player, but um, I'm going to go play golf with him. And I'm going to keep the 3D printer running. I'm still working on making these mask supports. Um, so, um, so that's happening. And then, um, a real kind of an unexpected development has come up, which is a really, really big deal uh, in the shop here. Um, I have a 33 pound ST Anyang power hammer and a local blacksmith called me or messaged me the other day and asked if I was interested in his 88 pound self-contained hammer uh it's also an st anyang and of course i'm interested but i had to kind of try to figure out well how do i pay for that and so anyway um i decided to put my 33 pound hammer up for sale and to um move one of my tire hammers and that'll get me uh, in the ballpark to get this 88 so that's actually happening that's going down we've already made the deal i sold the 33 in record time i put i posted the 33 for sale yesterday and i think it was sold within five minutes so um i was really super surprised at how quickly that sold somewhat um, those hammers don't come up for sale very often i knew that it would sell but i didn't know that it would go that quickly um, but they're great hammers. They're absolutely great hammers. And, um, 
anyway, so over the next few days, I've got to work out uh, this transaction. So I'm going to be unbolting the 33 and helping to load it up for this guy that's buying it. And then, and then I've got a, I'm, I'm getting rid of the plate frame tire hammer that I have, which it's, it's a, it's a Dave Custer tire hammer. I love it. It's a fantastic hammer, but if I have to choose between, uh, the two hammers, the two tire hammers that I have, if I have to choose one to let go, I, uh, I just can't let go. I just can't let the tire hammer go that I built in the recent tire hammer class with all the guys, you know, um, not only did I work on that hammer, but a lot of my friends worked on that hammer and, uh, we did all that with Clay Spencer and Curtis and John Perilou. And, and to be honest, I've, I've just got a sentimental spot for that hammer. I just don't want to let it go. So, um, so anyway, I'm, I'm letting the Dave Custer plate frame tire hammer go. And, um, so anyway, I've got to figure out how to move that thing. And it was a beast of a hammer to move. So I've got a lot, I got a lot to do. Um, but I'm really, really super happy to get an 88. That's a big hammer and it's going to change a lot of things for me in, in, in what I can do with a power hammer. So, um, I'm going to be able to do a little bit more, uh, on the tire hammer. I mean, on a power hammer that I've been able to, because the 88 has a really big, or it has much larger die surface than my current power hammers have. So anyway, a lot going on in the shop this week. I'm really, I'm excited. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of work to move these big pieces of machinery around. But, um, but man, at the end of it, I'm going to have an 88. So that's going to be sweet. Um, I've already talked to a friend that has some loading equipment about possibly hiring him to come and help me do that. So Hope that'll work out. Um, anyway, I'll I'll probably record some segments uh, this week uh, detailing all this stuff and keep this episode um, maybe a little bit longer uh, to include all that in one episode. So anyway, um, I'm going to finish doing some 3D printing and then go grab a cup of coffee. It's uh, 8 o'clock in the morning right now. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey there, it's Thursday evening, uh, which is April the 9th, so um, it's right before Easter weekend. Um, I'm off work tomorrow, so my weekend has started today. Um, I got out in the shop this afternoon and I knocked out an order that I had for a couple of crosses and some knife handle material, some micarta. And, boy, you know, before this, I, I, don't, I haven't talked about this much in the last few episodes, but I know I'm not alone in this, especially right now with all the weirdness going on. But, man, I've just been struggling to find motivation to do the things that I, well, it sounds weird, to do the things I want to do in the shop. There are things that I want to go do in the shop, but my motivation to actually get up and go do them has just been gone for the last, 
I don't know, for about a week or so. You know, I think over the past few segments or episodes, I've talked about I've got to get this hammer handled. I've got a finished hammerhead that's just sitting by my grinder. And, um, I mean, it wouldn't take me 20 minutes, 30 minutes maybe to knock out the handle and finish it out. And uh, I just haven't. I just, I've, I've just been, my well of motivation is dry. And I've been trying to think why. And I know that it has something to do with the current situation in the country with the coronavirus and the, you know, the lockdowns everywhere. Um, and everybody's talking about, I've even talked about having this extra time. But, you know, the the disruption in my routine, I think, has affected me more than I've been willing to admit, even to myself. And I think it's just hit me the last couple of days that my old routine, uh, which really, uh, when you get down to it, is my family's routine, my entire family's routine that we had been in for... I don't know, the past couple of years at least, is gone. I mean, just, it's, you know, it's just gone up in smoke. We're we're not doing the things that we used to do. We're not going the places we used to go. And so it's been nice to get some things done around the house, you know, uh, evenings when we would normally be running around like crazy, carrying the kids to different activities or going to do things, you know, um, I would, I would have to sneak in some time in the shop later at night after all that other stuff was done. And, um, you know, now that we're not going and doing those things, I I do have time to go out to the shop, but, but I'm also very cognizant of the fact that, that everybody else in my family is stuck at home too. And I don't know, I guess before, when we were all running our separate ways, uh, when we would get home, we would all kind of want to do our own thing, you know, and that made it easier for me to get out to the shop and get things done. Um, but right now, you know, I'm, I'm very cognizant of the fact that, you know, we've all been home for hours and hours and then I want to go out to her or I, I need to go out to the shop and do something. But then I know that my kids are sitting there and they don't have they may not have something to do. And so it's not, it's not guilt that I'm feeling, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. And it's something I just felt I needed to talk about a little bit. And so I'm sure other people out there are experiencing the same kind of disruption in their routine. And it's probably affecting you in similar ways as it's affecting me. I don't know, I guess I was just kind of blindsided by it today that that all of a sudden I realized the reason that I'd been putting off finishing that hammer was just a complete and lacker, lack of motivation to go do it. And I had to stop and think about that, you know. But anyway, I went out today and kind of forced myself, well, I was forced to go and do this order. This was a web store order that came in, and when web store orders come in, I have to go make them and get them out the door. And so this web store order 
has been a good thing. It got me back out in the shop and I lit the forge and um, I started making, I had to make one cross with some customized uh, characters in it, uh, some letter stamping. And then I needed to make a little necklace sized cross. And, um, you know, it took me three tries to make the cross with the correct letter stamping. I don't know. My head just wasn't in it. You know, I, I went out there and I, I made the cross really quickly. Um, but when it came time to stamp the letters in, I do that over at the treadle hammer and I got my stamps all out in order, you know, for the different letters that I needed to stamp in. And I stamped them in and the first one I stamped, I just, the letters were crooked. It looked terrible. And so I threw that one aside and cut out another cross, forged it open, went over and stamped it out and it was looking great. And I stamped the number three backwards. I just wasn't, I just wasn't paying enough attention. And I realized again that my mind had kind of wandered, you know, my, my heart just wasn't really in it. And, um, so anyway, I cut and forged out a third cross. And this time I was really careful. You know, I stamped the letters in correctly. I did my texturing. I finished it out. I was happy with it. I was satisfied with it. Um, and I threw it in some vinegar to etch some of the scale off of there. And I knocked out the little necklace cross and threw it in the bucket with the vinegar too. And and then I went inside and, and that's when I think it really hit me that, you know, my head and heart just weren't in the same spot that they were a couple of weeks ago. And, um, so anyway, this might be kind of a heavy segment, um, of the podcast, but it was something that I just wanted to talk about for a minute because I am absolutely sure that some of you out there are dealing with this as well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm one of the fortunate ones right now. I have not been laid off. I've not lost my, my, my job. I'm still earning a paycheck right now. And I'm extremely grateful for that. I'm absolutely grateful for that. And at the same time, I feel like I should be out in the shop busting my tail to provide even more for the family in a time of, of financial uh, instability like this but boy man this motivation thing has just kind of knocked me on the seat of my pants for a little bit so I don't know if you guys are experiencing the same thing out there um, give me a holler let me know and um, maybe we can encourage each other and, and keep going I know that regardless of whether things get back to normal or this becomes our new normal we will all find a new routine and we will all get through this and get back to uh, being passionate about the craft, you know. Um, but for right now, it just kind of hit me right between the eyes. So, um, and on that note, uh, tomorrow, uh, speaking of getting motivated, I'm, I'm moving the little 33 Anyang ST. It's leaving the shop tomorrow. So... I've got that to look forward to as far as just a project uh, to work on. Um, that'll be a challenge to move that thing around and get it loaded on a trailer. 
to make room for the 88 that's coming. And I'm sure that when I get the 88 in there bolted down that, um, that I will definitely uh, have some increased motivation. So uh, I am looking forward to that, obviously. But um, I don't know. Just wanted to share that with y'all. And uh, I'll probably record a little bit more tomorrow after moving that, uh, that 33. And then I'll wrap this episode up. So I'll talk to you then. All right, it's Saturday night. It's late. Uh, it's about 10.30. I just finished sweeping in the shop, uh, doing a little rearranging, and uh, cleaning out the spot where the 33 used to be. Um, Chris came over, and uh, we got it loaded on his trailer surprisingly easily today. We used one of those uh, two-ton Pittsburgh brand uh, folding engine cranes and that's uh, the same thing that I used to uh, unload the tire hammer out of the back of the trailer and uh, we were able to pick it right up off the ground uh, get it high enough so that we could uh, put the legs of the crane underneath the gate of his uh, trailer and we just slid this right on the back of his trailer with some uh, one inch round and got it to uh, slide onto the trailer really easy. It didn't take much effort at all. Um, he was super happy to get the hammer. And, you know, it's really, it's kind of bittersweet seeing that hammer go. It was my first power hammer. I learned a lot with it. Um, I earned a lot with it, too. Um, I paid that hammer off in a very short period of time. And uh, so it was, it was bittersweet seeing that hammer go, but... Um, I know I'm making room for something else, uh, for a larger hammer. So that was, you know, it was neat to see it go to a guy that was as excited as I was to get it. Um, and I was a little sad to see it go at the same time. But, um, anyway, tomorrow, hopefully Saturday, uh, we're going to get the 88, uh, brought over here and set into place. And, um, we'll see how that goes. That thing is literally double the weight of the 33. So it's going to be an adventure to move that thing around for sure. But I've got good help uh, to do that. Uh, Dustin is very experienced with moving heavy equipment and he's got the equipment to do it. So I'm not worried about it. Uh, he is much more knowledgeable than I am in that regard. So I know I'm in good hands and I really appreciate his willingness to come and, um, and help me do that. So anyway, um, I came out tonight to check on a 3D print that's running out here in the shop. And while I was here, I decided to kick my lack of motivation in the behind. And I just started cleaning up the shop. And before I knew it, I had spent a little over an hour just sweeping and vacuuming out the corners of the shop where dust collects and moving things around and kind of organizing a little bit. Um, and yeah, you know, I feel better after doing that. I, you know, I didn't mean to sound so down in the last segment. I, I wasn't really down. I just was recognizing the fact that my motivation has been lacking a lot lately. But what I've found is that when I'm not motivated, if I just kick myself in the pants a little bit and make myself go and do something, just get busy, um, the motivation comes. And so now it's late and I'm all geared up and wound up and I need to go to bed. So anyway, um, 
I'll check back in tomorrow and detail how uh, the moving of the 88 went, and uh, that'll probably wrap this one up. So see you then. Okay, well, today is Saturday. I think in the last segment I said it was Saturday, but that was Friday night. Um, I got confused, you know, having Good Friday off. Um, the days kind of run together a little bit. But today is Saturday, and we just uh, loaded a tire hammer uh, using Dustin's Bobcat onto a trailer, and now I'm following behind him. Uh, we're going to offload that and then pick up the 88 and bring it back to the shop. So um, I was able to actually unbolt the tire hammer uh, myself and pick it up with the shop crane and or the engine hoist and move it around um, and have it right at the edge of the shop where Dustin could just pick it up with the forklift and load it. So that didn't take any time at all. And uh, now we're on the way over to this other shop, which is about 30 minutes away from my house, so it's not too far. Um, and then we're going to load that uh, 88 and carry it back and put it in the shop. So I have no idea how that's going to work. This 88 is uh, quite a bit heavier and larger than the 33, so it's going to be interesting to see how we get that uh, into the shop. But we're going to do it some way, somehow. Um, I'll let you know how that goes in the next segment. So I'll talk to you then. Bye. All right, it's uh, 10 o'clock on Saturday night. And the new 88 is in the shop. And boy, it was a task to get that thing moved around. Of course, I had a lot of help from Dustin. He had a big bobcat skid steer that really made short work of getting the thing in the shop but um it's so heavy that you know moving it around is you just don't you just don't move it around a lot you know once you get it in place it's in place and um so i had to basically destroy my shop today to figure out where i wanted to put it because i kept having to move tools uh around not only to let the skid steer get in uh, to position the hammer, but just to, uh, to be able to fit this hammer, uh, where I think it will make good sense in my workflow. So, um, I unbolted my tire hammer and rolled it out of the way. My, my hydraulic press is on wheels already. So I just disconnected it from power and rolled it out of the way. And then, uh, pushed my big do-all bandsaw out of the way, uh, disconnected power from my 2x72, and kind of scooted it over. So right now, all of my main tools are pushed to various parts of the shop. And then, um, after we got the hammer in place, here in central Mississippi, we are supposed to get hammered by some big storms tomorrow. Lots of tornado warnings uh, come in already, uh, or tornado. Yeah, I guess they're warnings at this point, but, um, they're just telling us that it could get pretty bad tomorrow. So I had to move, uh, one of my vehicles into the shop because they're also calling for a lot of hail. So I didn't want this vehicle to get damaged. So after all the stuff with the hammer, I had to make room to put a vehicle in there. And, um, 
So anyway, I just got finished with all that and uh, did a little cleanup on the hammer. It's got a couple of spots on the paint that I want to touch up. Um, it's purely cosmetic. There's nothing wrong with the hammer, but um, I just want to kind of take the time while I've got it to make those improvements and clean it up. Just make it look nicer. Um, clean up those couple of spots where the paint's <clears throat> gotten chipped off and stuff. Um, and uh, I also have to go and get a hammer drill to be able to put the, the bolts in the floor and lock it down, you know, bolt it down. And um, so it's gonna take me a few days to get all of that sorted and um, to get all the tools moved back where they're supposed to be in the shop, but uh, it'll be worth it. Um, we did get the tire hammer uh, delivered to its new owner and we got the 88 actually turned on one time just to make sure everything was all good after the move. And boy, it was nice to see that thing chuffing away and see the dies moving up and down. You know, it's a, it's a serious improvement for me as far as die space is concerned, um, which is gonna really help with uh, some of the tool making that I do. Um, just being able to have that much die space. Uh, oh, here comes a car. I'm out walking again. Having that much die space on a hammer um, is going to open up some options for me with the way that I make hammers. Um, so, can't wait. I can't wait. So anyway, I posted some pictures uh, and a little video on my Instagram of the hammer. Uh, and, and I posted to my story some of the process pics of moving everything around. But it's late on Saturday night. And... Um, Tomorrow is Easter, and for me, as a Christian, that's a big day. And so we're going to spend a lot of time together tomorrow as a family. And um, I don't plan on doing anything in the shop at all tomorrow. So maybe I'll get back out there Monday and tinker with the hammer again and uh, get things lined up so I can drill those holes and bolt it down. So anyway, I'll keep you updated in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. That's gonna wrap up episode 17. Um, kind of a varied episode with me talking about the uh, mask supports that I've been making and the, uh, the, the struggle with motivation and then this uh, crazy opportunity to upgrade power hammers all happened uh, just in this one week. But I really appreciate everybody uh, listening along with me and uh, giving me somebody to talk to um, as I go through all this. So, uh, Thanks. I really appreciate all of the listeners and I, I really appreciate all the comments that continue to pour in about um, those of you out there that are listening. It really means a lot. So thanks again. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.